Hi, I'm Carolyn Jardine from Conserve Utah Valley, and I'm here with our most recent episode of the Utah Lake Update. We're in a two-part series with Jen Morrison from the Smith Family Archaeological Preserve. And we've already talked about the amazing artifacts that are part of the preserve and the rock art that people can learn about by visiting the preserve and some of the programs that they're having this summer. So I encourage you to go back and listen to episode one if you haven't already. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the evolution of conservation and preservation in the communities that are on the west side of Utah Lake, specifically about Eagle Mountain where Jen lives. So Jen, tell us what um, you're excited about that's happening in Eagle Mountain. Yeah, there's so much to be excited about here in Eagle Mountain. I really feel like the city has created an excellent framework for other cities to follow, especially here on the west side of the lake. Eagle Mountain has recently hired their first biologist focused on environmental planning. Uh, and this is a, a monumental uh, event to be incredibly proud of because as we all know this area is growing so quickly and we have this unique opportunity to preserve the cultural identity of the Cedar Valley and all of the west side of Utah Lake as long as we're planning carefully. So true one of the things I can't help but think is there's such population growth especially on the west side and if we're not careful about the way that we're encroaching on the land and we don't have preservation in mind, we're going to lose the things that it's, are the reasons we came here in the first place, right? So it's encouraging to hear about those recent developments. What are some of the, do you think, early wins in this kind of shift towards preservation here? Definitely the um, ad adoption of a historical preservation ordinance. Eagle Mountain um, added that many years ago. I, I want to say it was probably 2010. I would have to look, but that was a, a huge um, signal that our city council gave to the public and to developers to say, we care about the history of this area and we want to preserve it. Um, so I would definitely encourage anyone to reach out to their local government and adopt a historical preservation ordinance. Really lobby for that. Um, Eagle Mountain has a great one that can be used uh, as a template uh, and plenty of uh, very knowledgeable people who can, who can help in developing that. Um, because really, as we are uh, growing here on this side of the lake, it's imperative that we do retain as much as we can um, as a balance between growth and preservation. Uh, and I feel like we have a responsibility uh, to the future generations to really set apart this area so that it can be enjoyed for many more generations. That's fantastic. Can you think of anything specific that's fallen under the historical preservation um, you know, framework that's been set up by Eagle Mountain that's been really helpful in the last few years. Yeah. So there is a well that was part of the Pony Express Trail out here, and that area has been preserved. Uh, I believe it was an Eagle Scout created a, a fence around um, where the well is thought to be, and there's uh, a lot of, you know, legend surrounding the well and uh, its significance to Camp Floyd, which isn't far away. And we have the Pony Express Trail marked um, with, with awesome education placards along the trail, which is just an awesome benefit to the community. My family's taken bike rides and walks along there. And it really just adds that value to, to living here. Um, so that, that's been really big. And I also think that 
the historical preservation ordinance kind of paved a way for the wildlife corridor. Our city council um, just recently uh, approved a protected space that's to be used for a wildlife corridor. Really, again, sending that signal that we care about the environment, we care about the animals, and we want to be able to preserve and protect this incredible valley. That's wonderful. How are you seeing this preservation mindset in Eagle Mountain carrying over to attitudes about the lake? I think generally speaking, because people are having a more hands-on experience with preservation, they're understanding just how important the lake is to the wildlife and to the community. Um, We have a lot of birds of prey. Uh, We have bald eagles. We have golden eagles. We have osprey, all that nest Uh, pretty near here. Uh, And we've been really fortunate to have an amazing person in the community named Sean Reed, who created an American Kestrel program. Um, There's nesting boxes all over the city, and it's completely volunteer run by residents. So people can um, be checking on their box, checking, you know, how the hatchlings are doing. Um, We have the webcam on the city website. Um, So really making it a personalized experience so that people are recognizing how important that preservation is and the joy that it can bring and the benefits it can bring to their families. That's fantastic. So Jen, remind us, what are some of the next upcoming events or um, experiences that people can come out and have at the Smith Family Archaeological Preserve this summer? Um, We have our tours uh, that are going to be running throughout the summer and into the fall. Um, And we are also always looking for more site stewards. So if you have a mind towards preservation, I couldn't recommend a better place to get your feet wet, so to speak, right along the Utah Lake and uh, volunteering for a great organization for a great cause. And what's the easiest way for people to connect with you guys to find out more about where you're located, how to get there? Yeah, Um, the best way is either through our Facebook page. It's the Albert Doyle Smith Archaeological Preserve page on Facebook or the American Archaeological Conservancy website. That has a list of all of the different sites that are managed um, by that. So Jen, tell me... This, there's so many amazing things that you're doing at the preserve and understanding that connection to our history. What do you see as some of the biggest risks or concerns that are facing either the preserve or the lake today? Thank you so much for asking this question. I think it's critical as we go about our preservation um, cause that we recognize what is at stake. And I think Many people are probably aware of what's going on in Nine Mile Canyon here in Utah with the increased traffic of the semi-trucks and and just a general increase in traffic. Uh, we are seeing that the petroglyph panels are suffering as a result um, from those emissions uh, and from the increased traffic. Um, we don't even touch the petroglyphs with our hands at the preserve. Um, even the oils in your hands can can damage the petroglyphs. So you can imagine um, what hundreds of cars a day uh, could do to the petroglyph panels. So that is definitely a big risk uh, for the preserve and something that we want to make sure that we protect it from. 
another big risk is the interruption to the wildlife. You know, um, as we talked about, so many of the rock art images around Utah Lake feature the animals. We know that they've been important um, to sustaining life and to the ecology of the area. Disrupting migration paths is a huge risk. I feel like it's our responsibility to protect these herds from. Thank you so much again, and thank you for inviting us into your home for this conversation, and it's wonderful to hear about the work that you're doing. I can't wait to come down for a tour this summer. Thank you so much. Thanks for this opportunity.